Hello and welcome to episode 507 of the League Cast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rock Hearts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Happy Wednesday. Happy 3rd of November. First we show of the month. Did it. We um, made it. <laughs> we made it. Uh, we're going to be uh, discussing um, some new patrons, a little bit of League Cast news. We have a ton of new news um, with a new patch. Uh, we'll briefly talk about a new TFT set. And basically everything arcane that is that's coming out. Um, <laughs> yeah. No new stories, no biweekly this uh, this week. Um, but we'll talk about uh, competitive league in the GamerCraft uh, league section, um, including worlds, which is pretty exciting. Uh, we got a roundtable question from last week that we'll read answers to, and then a new one we'll answer, and then we'll close it out with some emails. Um, so, but I guess before we do that. Did we talk about our weeks before the ads, or I can't no, remember? We'll talk, about, we'll talk about GamerCraft first, yeah. Yeah, we're going to start. Uh, so the show is brought to you in part by GamerCraft. Uh, they've been partners with us for a couple months now. But in case you're not familiar, they are the competitive hub for gamers of all skill levels. with The ultimate goal of bridging the gap between the pro and amateur scenes by providing premier competitive experiences otherwise not available for the everyday gamer. Uh, they run daily skill-adjusted tournaments with over $40,000 in monthly cash prizes, taking the competitive tournament experience to the next level. Um, like we've mentioned before, they've got an anti-cheat technology. Everything is automated, the matchmaking, the bracket building, reporting of wins and losses, as well as the prize distribution. So all that's really cool. I just saw today, I know they're running um, something where like, if you vote for who you think is going to win Worlds, you can get a chance to just win some free money. So Yeah, they always do always a fun. ton of cool stuff like that. They're also running a uh, league uh, partnered with Radiant mm-hmm. Storm, so it's kind of cool. So, like, I'd check out some of their stuff. It's great. Yeah, so again, thank you to GamerCraft. Um, all you got to do is download their app and use code LeagueCast to get $2 for free. Again, that's the GamerCraft app code LeagueCast. Um, so again, thank you for your sponsorship, and I guess we can go on into our weeks. Yeah, sure. just Aiden, uh, how we, was your week? Oh, we sorry, are guys. also sponsored by Manscaped, but we'll hear more about them uh, later in the show. But, Ooh, absolutely, this movement goes on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Aiden, my week is week? good. Uh, I'm master chair, uh, so that's hey, cool. he did it. Uh, yeah, so uh, I demoted like a couple weeks ago, and then Trevor demoted a couple days later. So we just went, hey, uh, let's just queue up together later in the week. We'll like just kind of hang out for a little bit, and then we'll just play our games. So we played um, six games in a row, and we won five of them. We got mastered. <laughs> so so are you are you done now? So I, yeah, I, right? I did time it because I'm like, oh, if we play on Tuesday yesterday, um, then we are guaranteed master tier because it's 10 days game uh, bank days plus um three days of uh decay or demotion shield or whatever right but it updates one more time on the 15th which i learned today so oh there is a world game so no no i have to play three regardless but they're all demotion shield games so it didn't matter if i lost them right so yeah okay it's cool but uh, do you have to play one extra yeah and i won't have an emotion shield for it so in theory if I'm at zero points on my last game and I don't have demotion shield, I could demote. <laughs> nice. Oh, just it's don't get zero points, I idiot! Mean, I sat master tier for two months. Uh, Trevor sat master tier for like four months. The reality you guys is just have wrong. to. You don't have to go o four, right? Well, as long as you don't go o four, you just can't 
lose your last two games, I guess, is the way Oh, that's true, it. yeah. Yeah. I guess um, the timing of the loss is important. But, you know, it's, like, it's probably fine. Uh, I'm definitely, like, a, not, I'm not worried, because the realities I sat master for so long and I felt comfortable playing in it, but yeah. I definitely purposely orchestrated this so that I wouldn't have to potentially yeah. get demoted and uh, i missed it by one day but <laughs> yeah dude you got you got wrecked right tricked you yeah i mean it's not very clear like it really isn't on that stuff like no. i still don't i still could be wrong i still could actually end up being safe i i don't really know but i from my understanding now i think it updates one more time the night of but it updates earlier than it normally would on mm, every other I night see. that's what's confusing right because it's it yeah. updates at like 11 mm-hmm. 59 instead of like 3am or whatever the fuck it normally updates at so I i'm like see. oh that's confusing but anyways uh hopefully i had master here i'm really happy that i got there it was fucking really easy just to duo queue uh into master from d1 so um i'm excited hopefully i can end master but what about you colton um so i uh, will start with my my ranked journey i'm currently at plat 1 29 lp so Nice. inching inching closer and closer towards getting back to diamond i only have like what a week and a half left yeah um i haven't really been able to play these last three days because of real life stuff um just been very very busy with work and had to do some car stuff and it's been storming a bunch here and i've got a leak in my roof now so oh, no. it's, it's been a it's been a busy fucking uh, couple of days but yeah. i've been winning a lot more than losing when i've been playing um so i think i mean let me let me see here if i'm at 30 points and i'm getting like 14 a win i think i need five or six wins to get to series and then three more to to make it so yeah yeah, nice. yeah like plus plus nine plus eight um you know in the next week and a half i can i can get plus nine done in a good evening if i'm playing well <laughs> true um i've been playing a ton of uh oriana and uh you know a little bit of zillion if i get off roll you know top lane tom kench so it's been it's been good um outside of that though i mean that's that's pretty well my week so i'll hand it over to you nick what you've been up to Yo, uh, not a eunuch, but um, I've been playing uh, not Doubt. ranked. <laughs> um, I've been Prove playing it. Not Show ranked. us your balls right now on screen. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Show uh, us how smooth they are. We're, we're doing the ad read now. I <laughs> um, haven't been playing any ranked uh, on my main, at least, because uh, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to demote. But um, been playing a couple games on my on my Smurf. Uh, been uh, picking up Samira. I think she's like. I don't know if she's in a good spot or not. I don't think she's like super weak, but I definitely don't think she's good. So it's one of those things where like, I, oh, I also think she is very support dependent. It is not something you can have a yeah. you can play with a bad support. Um, but it also might be the most is that like so, she's like weak, but like she's still like a solo queue like carry character. Like she's oh, not absolutely. good by any means, but she's still like you can just wipe team fights. Yeah, right. Like right she's now. she's got the tools to one v nine, but in a vacuum she's yeah. not better than a lot of other ad carries right like if you're if you're putting two worlds level ad carries against each other like there, there's a reason we haven't seen any samira at worlds or zero samira not much at, yeah zero samira i don't, I don't think she's playable competitive in competitive yeah, the worst yeah right like in competitive, in com- yep. in competitive. <laughs> um but like even you know two uh, 
just really 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 good players like there's there's a reason we don't see as much of it at that high level but that being said in you know not in in a non-vacuum and in solo queue environment she can still take over in like 1v9 yeah but yeah but i mean she's easily my favorite character in the game i think she has the most fun play style um don't so. don't lie to us nick we can see the seraphine poster behind you yeah <laughs> i i think seraphine's fun as well um but i i don't think her play style is like i don't know something i could play for like 50 games in a row you know mm-hmm. um, we, we can also see the yumi plush on your bed what you guys can't see is like so right on on this side of me i've got mm-hmm. a lucian and a zed poster and on this side i've got uh uh uh, Joseph Joestar in uh, in Caesar's Apelli. Yeah. It's That's pretty sick. sweet. Yeah, and all um, over his back, there's just a huge Leona face tattoo. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I've been uh, enjoying that. Uh, I think she's probably she being Samira. I think Samira's probably the the best like duo Q um, eighty carry in the game. Yeah. So I'll have to uh, find someone who's interested in playing like a engaged tanky support. Um, or at least to support with any sort of season. Yeah, I, I just want me on another account. Like, pick <laughs> Leona. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, I think that's about... Oh, my girlfriend and I played through Pikmin 3. It's pretty short, the campaign at least. Um, but it's a lot of fun. That's a that's oh, a yeah. good series of games. Yeah. Um, I, so. Really quick, Nick. I think... Sure. Like that, that comment that you just made would be like, to me, a hilarious roundtable. So maybe if you want to, Aiden, jot it down to like... If you could do it with yourself, what combo would you play? Oh. Like you best believe I would be playing fucking Hecarim Zillion all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. If I got to play both characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I'd play yeah, probably Leona Samira. Or Leona Lucian, something like that. But that'd be fun. Oh, Leona Swain, easy. Wait a second. Easy. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's about it. So we'll jump into. Uh, oh, I saw Halloween Town for the first time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Welcome <laughs> to 20 years wild, ago, bud. That's a wild movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I didn't watch a lot of like Halloween stuff when I was a kid. So my girlfriend's uh, making up for lost time. Uh, yeah, I was too scared. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we only watch it with the lights on during the day. So. Oh, for sure. Of course. Um, so Thoughts? Did you like it? Give us yeah, a rating was, out of 10. <laughs> I mean, out of 10. It's it's pretty campy, so I don't know. Probably like a, I'll, I'll say a five. I don't think okay. it was. I don't think it was good or bad. I think it was gotcha, perfectly man. average. It was fun though. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess let's uh, let's get into the show. Yeah. Um. We've got some new patrons as well as the patron list. So we've got Max and Mox, Nonsient and Iron Squid, who are new this week. Thank you so much for your support. Yep, those are our new patrons and our recurring boys on the wall of support. Let me take a breath. And 50 Shades of Faker, Aaron, 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 Adam, a dorky owl, Adrian, Adrian, sadly not Joshua, Andrew, Aodin, Armis, Arsonist, Ashley, Asmo, Astapasta, Atsuko, Banyumi, Beer Better, Bellator, Benjamin, Benjamin, Big Peen Sheen, Blooper, Boats and Bros, Brother Dust, Caleb, Kane, Cameron, Chaz, Cheats, Chris, Cacola, Courtney, Cowboy, Dabular, Dalton, Daddy Kaiser, Deacon, Dowski, but actually an Alex, Dan, Daniel, Danny Stormit, Dante Boy, Dapper Dodge, David, Decar, Devin, Diggity Daxter, Dippy, Dominic, Don't Be Creative, Dr. Dre, 1223, Dr. Nolly, Drew, 
Dr. Hafurfurfur, Dr. Professor Goobert, Dream Villain J, Dylan, El Saga, Elliot, Elliot, Inebriated Otter, X Vengeance, Foxloaf, Franco, Fritz, Frozen Ninja, Full Metal Alchemist, Gamer Wolf, Grey White, Hardstuck, Heimerdinger One Trick, Heckin' Duck, H Fire, Hungry Italian, I Cosplay Gragas, I Am 3D Ski, Ian, Iron Squid, Isaac, It's In My Veins, Jacob, Jake, Jamal, James, Jaziel, Jeff, Jetledge, JFK was quickscoped, Jigmink, Jisoo, Joby, John, Jorge, Jordan, Josh, but not a Josh, 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 Joshua, Josh, Joshua, 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 Justin, Carson, Chaos, Reaper, Kennedy, Kevin, Kirk, Clon, Amy, Colby, Conrad, Lacona, Levi, Levi spells evil, Leviathan, literally Gary, Little Barnabas, Little Lorian, Lofi, Luis, Luca, Lucas, Lucky Ducky, Mark, Marshall, Matthew, Max, Matridium, Mew, Pew, Pew, Yoface, Michael, Amkethius, Molly, Monty, Mr. Ginger, Nathan, Nathaniel, Mikoj, Nicholas, Niku, because it's meat in Japanese, Noah, Noah, Nonsient, Nick T, um, Papa Kush Ivern, Pards Bay, Practic, Saigonic, Puff Clouding, Purple Play Panda, Pike is Support, Raphael, Rattlesnake Jake, Rebecca, Red Lefty, Rinty, RJ, Roy, Ryan, 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 and Ryan, S49, Scarecrow Jones, Scott, Secretly a Josh, Selfius, Setback, Silently Skip, Skydrill, Smegmork, Sodafish, Stew, Stewart, Sunny, Sunny Pebble, Swain the Josh Main, Swiggy, Sharko, T Hubs, Tanner, Thane, The Last Samurai, The Slater, Thomas, Thoriander, Titties and Biddies, T Soul T, Tuned Can, Ty, Victor, Walter, Womper, William, Wolfie, Wyatt, Xavarox, Zod, Yanis, Yukimaru, Yumi with a Gun, Zach, Zachary, Zachary, and Joman. Wow. It just <laughs> it just gets so long. Am I am I good to retire now? Yeah, Until uh, emails, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you guys for your support. We appreciate it a bunch. Enjoy uh, your exclusive access um, to all the goodies. Do you, do you think that they're sad that I read them at, because I have the worst voice? And they're like, I wish Aiden read the patrons. <laughs> I wish Aiden just read. Uh, <laughs> Aiden, you to read. Uh, you guys want to jump into the patch? Yeah, oh, let's do sure. it. Uh, do we have any new? Do we have any leakcast news or no? Uh, nothing really, other than we put up cool. a um, recent uh, Zed talks. You guys talked about the Zed and not the Zed, the X and the Y, X, X yes. and the V characters, something like that. There's there's a couple up there. W uh, cool. W W. I talked about Zaya for like a year, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, our, uh, I thought our Zareth idea was super sick. Yeah, so, listen Zareth to that. and Zaya were the two ones that really stuck out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's hop into the patch notes. Yeah, patch 1122. Uh, we'll just run in really quick. Uh, it's a really month- short patch. It's like barely yeah. a patch. So. Uh, so during the month of October, Riot is going to be uh, releasing and doing special stuff with uh, Arcane, their Netflix series. Um, so we're going to be talking about that extremely shortly. So we're just going to kind of breeze through that. Uh, end of season. Ranked in the honor uh, season will end at 11.59 p.m., so just before midnight, local time on the last day of this patch. So patch 11.22. Ranked rewards distributed December 16th during patch 11.23 for all regions except China um, who receive those later. Uh, And if you have any questions about that, there's a player support page that you can uh, click on to to get that. You can also check the client uh, if you go to your rank tab. 
Uh, at the very bottom, it'll show you how much time is left, uh, I think down to the minute. I don't know if it goes down to the second, but you can uh, you can see how many days you have left, lock it in, make sure you don't decay. Uh, so on with the patch, we've got our first champion, Akali. Her passive damage is increased. So in the, in the note here, it says Akali is steel weak. Is, are they making a pun, or did they just spell still? I don't know. Like, I there's don't know. not a whole lot of steel associated with a collie, really. I think they well, just she's got the kunai. Steel. Yeah, she's still so weak. <laughs> but if they said like Rel is steel weak, then I would say, oh, haha, funny metal character. But yeah. I don't. Know. Anyway, Graves' passive <laughs> damage is being reduced, and particularly. Um, on the critical, uh, each pellet is being yeah, reduced. He scales he grossly well with crit. Like, that's the yeah. main reason, yeah. so. so. Now we're just going to see lethality. Yeah, <laughs> I love lethality graves so much. I too, can't so. wait to see Eclipse. <laughs> yeah. Um, Callista, her E damage ratio is increased. Cool. Cool by me. It's I, always I funny. One... Sorry, No, I, I was just going to say, it's always funny to see, like, damage ratios changed with Kaisa because you got to recognize that, like, the E damage ratio is up 10%, but it's actually, what, 9% because of her 90% auto attack damage? <laughs> yeah. So it's actually a 9% change instead of a 10% change, I think. It's yeah. But funny I, to think about like that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, like, the, the stacking. But one thing I think is really funny about the Graves comment is... <laughs> Back in the day, in ye olden item system, crit builds were risky. <laughs> Isn't that so fucking true? Yeah. Shield bow... Sh- yeah, shield bow's gross. Shield yeah. bow's disgusting. Crit, like, literally any AD carry, any crit character you want to build, like, you can still build hyper carry and have almost no risk to you because you went shield bow. Like, oh, they have a LeBlanc? Doesn't matter. Build shield bow. Oh, they have a 9 and 0 talent? It's fine. Just build a shield bow. I mean, the main I thing re- is, like, old crit builds were so auto, like, attack speed reliant. He doesn't really use yeah. attack speed that well. And, it, like, now you can go shield bow into Bloodthirst or into Infinity Edge, and it's no attack mm-hmm. speed, and it's just a fuckload that of damage. Too. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's the Samira build that I'm running. Uh, yes. I really want to make non shield bow Samira work, but I don't think it's possible. No. Um,. So, I, yeah, I, I think Collector's second item on that champion is trolling, by the way. Yeah, um, I agree. But, hey, that's just me. Kane, Darken Q, so red form, uh, damage ratio is increased, and the Darken R, uh, his ultimate target max health damage ratio is increased. So he'll be uh, killing tanks a little bit better. Not to, like, talk about a character for every single one of these, but um, <laughs> I do want to play Toppling Kane. That's my next thing I'm learning. Uh, yeah. to- toppling Blue Kane, where you go uh, TP Smite. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Cause you just fucking farm the jungle. Don't really interact with your lane. Doesn't matter how far behind you get, cause you just have a shitload of gold and XP from like farming camps and stuff. And then you won't hit their AD carry despite being like zero five in lane. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. It's balanced. <laughs> God damn it, Riot! Yeah. <laughs> that shouldn't work. Um, Kazix Q damage ratio is reduced. Oh no, they're nerfing the. His bottom. legs are broken. <laughs> oh wait, they dropped it by a point. lot. Yeah, 15% bonus AD off. So it went from 130% down to 115%. The isolated is losing mm-hmm. um, 30% oh, bonus 30. AD ratio. That's Ugh. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. I hope that they, honestly, I do hope that they change him significantly more. Because, like, I want to play Kha'Zix more, but I I personally don't like the, the glass cannon full lethality. Like, I, I should, love the days when you built like tankier and like 
had the ultimate that reduced damage and were in long fights. You should play I feel top like that's classics. the sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I was gonna say I feel like that's the the current like best build for Kha'Zix. You just go like Conqueror Gore Drinker and uh like mm -hmm. evolve everything except your uh I, I think except your Q. Um yeah, that could be wrong cool. about that, but um, maybe I'll have yep. to look into that. But yeah, Next that's the cause exchange. No. Is Maokai and his passive heal is reduced early, his W base damage is reduced. Um it is funny. Will be at worlds. Yeah. Uh it yeah, is picked. funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> they do uh say that they're return uh sorry, and returning it later in the game for soul lane Maokai, which is also strong but not as popular. What lane <laughs> yeah. does top lane Maokai win? Excuse I, me? <laughs> legitimately I think he wins. I'm I'm air quoting by the way, so you can so you can hear this. I think he wins the Malphite matchup because yeah, but who Malphite doesn't? also fucking can farm like play the game with three CS a minute. Like, like yeah, that's it's so like, crazy. Exactly. He he doesn't prevent Malphite from doing Malphite things. So I don't yeah. know. I I, I I wish this 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 I wish Riot would commit to like locking him into I don't know one role in particular because I don't understand how this doesn't nerf. I guess it scales with level, so it'll get back up to 15% faster. Yeah. But you're still taking 10 damage off of a character who already does zero damage. Yeah, it's so yeah. crazy. <laughs> I don't... Like, this is obviously... Yeah, right. Like, this is targeted at, at support. But... Man, they need to change his fucking E. Like... Yeah. They, Honestly. They need to change his E because, like, the only reason he's good as, as a support is because they changed his E to try and make him a jungler again, where it ticks, like, four more times for a billion damage. Like, just just make that only apply to monsters, and you're set. Yeah. Like, your E does a little bit more damage out of a bush to champions, and way more damage to monsters, it, just always. It should yeah. just be part of his passive. Like, he, yeah. like, like Alawi tentacles. He walks around and drops mm -hmm. saplings like trees do. That, that could be we, it too yeah i think actually wait proc in bushes actually like that's that's a really good idea that they just drop kind of randomly that would make yeah, him way better it, as a jungler and it also like hard nerfs the support role where you can't just throw them from 1500 range like over mm -hmm. six walls you actually have to walk into the bush <laughs> get your get your free ward every fucking 15 seconds that also is gonna do a third of a carry's health and then turn his e to old galio w where he absorbs the damage and, and heals from it there Holy we go. Shit, we Wait, this isn't Zed Talks. Get out we of here. We fixed the character. <laughs> I don't know what we said when we talked about him on the Zed Talks, but that's better. It wasn't that, yeah. Kiana. <laughs> base health is being reduced. Base health growth is increased. Q damage is being changed. And E damage is being changed. This is um, one where you go watch the freak version of the patch run now, because he'll math out everything for you here. That that's my biggest recommendation. If there's ever a big math change, go watch Freak's video. Yeah. He just mm. fucking puts together like spreadsheets to like math it all out. So yeah, which which will basically show you like where is it weaker, where is it stronger, and where is the the break even, right? So like your early health is down, and the damage on your Q early is up early. Yeah. Um, well, no, it's down across. It's the down. Board. It's down early. It scales. Uh, it scales. The base damage scales harder, but the bonus AD. Yeah. Is, well, okay. So it's it's down entirely except for at rank five. Mm -hmm. at, at rank four, it does five more, and rank five does ten more. Yeah. The the, the damage ratio down is is down point one five. So that's just a pretty solid nerf to her Q. I don't yeah. know why they didn't just call it a nerf. The E is. 
the base damage it's is the same idea up mm-hmm. yeah base yep, damage is thing. up the ratio is down it's yeah. really funny because this this <laughs> just nerfs midling kiana which isn't seeing play yeah. without actually mm-hmm. like i don't know impacting her her the the jungle portion of her kit yeah which is She's the cool problematic jungler, portion though. she is I, I like her as a jungler mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah this is weird because like these are these are just nerfs Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I guess they didn't want to say that, so they called everything changed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Renekton, he's next. Yeah. W stun and lockout durations are increased. They've reverted the, the Renekton W changes just in time. Is for that Worlds that bad of a tr- like idea? So this is it's not great game design, but you know Renekton is literally only problematic in pro play, and right before Worlds, you literally just nerf his stun, and then after Worlds, you buff it back. Like, that's not the worst I, thing in the world. And he's still, like, playable. Like, fucking Gen G's top laner couldn't play anything else. So he played Renekton, true. like, every game. Uh, I don't... I don't know. I I don't good hate design, it. But... I don't hate it just so we just so we can get a little bit of variety. Because, obviously, he's too strong in pro play. Yeah. But I do think it's funny that, like... Well, we don't know what to do. Let's just make him unplayable for a patch. Yeah. yeah. And then bring I, him right think, back. <laughs> it, like, at that point, if that's really the intent behind it either make a competitive like realm where hey like for for solo queue renekton is what renekton is but like when we're playing in lec on lcs at worlds like this is the version of renekton you get which is you know half a second less on his stun i think that's only bad because like the everyone boot camps on one region and, yeah, like, and, and at that queue. point, I would say, like, that's why that would be bad, is because yeah. everyone's, like, playing on the solo queue. They've done stuff like that. They haven't done it with actual balance changes, but they've done it where, like, LCS finals are on X patch, and there's a bug with a character, and they'll not fix the bug for the patch, but they'll fix it for the pro play tournament patch. They'll, oh, interesting. They'll, like, do stuff like that, where, honestly, they could do that for, like, a balance change. Like, it's not yeah. the worst thing. Like, I, it's they, a little sloppy, but... Yeah, it's sloppy, and honestly, like, if, if they were to go that route, I would rather have them just, like, disable characters for tournaments yeah. if they're that problematic, and then that's not something I would want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any character should be disabled for tournaments. Yeah. I, I agree. I think new characters should be enabled. Fuck it. I agree. Optron I, I, should be fucking enabled. I do, yeah. too, because, like, I mean, outside of bugs ruining games, which I think with with like chrono break the way it is i i feel like you know currently they can they can reset it and 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 fix it if mm-hmm. if something bad happens but like if you want to take something that's brand new that's that's a, a big risk yeah. i guess like a, absolute worst case scenario you wouldn't want to remake a game right mm-hmm. if it's like i don't know 20 minutes in you wouldn't want to remake it yeah so it, i guess yeah, in that yeah. sense i understand but I don't know. It would have been so hyped to see action at Worlds. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, Riven. Uh, ri- go ahead. Riven. We ta- I actually talked about her a lot the last couple of pa- uh, like shows, but uh, and a lot on the Discord. They are giving her some buffs because she's pretty low win rate. Um, so her W base damage and her E shield ratio are increased. I'm a little bit scared of the E shield ratio yeah. thing. Um, but I've been talking about it for a while. It is a weird thing where she has a negative win rate at every single ELO, but the highest LP player in the fucking world is a riven one trick <laughs> so i mean i understand you can't you shouldn't balance fully around like that but the fact is is that 
Obviously, Riven, she's playable. She's obviously <laughs> really fucking good if, they, if he's a 1,900 points challenger and has a 62% win ratio on Riven, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's obviously not bad, um, but, like, I understand, like, if she has a negative win rate in every single ELO, you can't be like, well, this the best player in the world has, has a positive win rate, so we need to nerf her. Like, I understand you can't do that, but, like, obviously there's a fucking disconnect between how hard she is to play at the highest level versus how like her versus her value at like other levels of play right and maybe that needs to be addressed Mm -hmm. and we talked about that last week a bit but it's like this is indicative of something being wrong with the character and from a design perspective Mm -hmm. exactly because if, if even like challenger players with 100 games can't make it work but only like this one guy can yeah. there, there's something wrong with that character or or this player is actually so good that if he was playing uh, fucking Gasuo, he'd have a 70 percent win rate yeah. and get 2500 points mm-hmm. which i don't think is the case yeah i agree I, I don't think that player you know could possibly be that much better than everyone else in the world mm-hmm. yeah um up next we've got varus his e damage ratio is increased that's a pretty um, big increase to you, by the way. Yeah, they've added 30% to the bonus AD ratio, so giving him a lot more strength with AD builds, but really, you know, doing almost nothing for on-hit. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a 50% increase in, in AD ratio, yeah. like, from what it used to be. That's pretty big. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, Vi's up next. Her Q and R are imp- ha- have gone through improvements for consistency, did you realize that there were still champions whose like (laughs) cc or abilities or whatever varied i literally highlighted that like on stream i was like yeah because like every single character in the game if for those who don't know in season one every knockup in the game was fucked had variable like length yeah and then they a couple years back i mean like season five went and changed every single knockup so that it was like just standard durations and mm-hmm. i guess they fucking forgot to do it with vi with her ultimate so <laughs> they fixed that yeah. mm-hmm. i don't know I, how does that how does it even enter the game who like why would that ever know. be a good thing i'm sure it was like based a. off like tick rate originally and stuff like that but I oh, have no that's idea. true maybe yeah but it's crazy yeah that that would be my guess is that initially it was an issue of like tick rate but yeah that's weird and even like the the fact of like how her q charge was incremental every quarter second and now it's yeah uh, like been smoothed out to like every millisecond or whatever like stuff like that you're just i'm, I'm trying to think of other characters but the, like yeah that, that, like inching each quarter second like like various q or Oh yeah, Varus Q, Zareth Q. Like when you charge well, those, Zareth Q not... doesn't. The damage doesn't scale, but N- no, but like the size and yeah, range yeah. doesn't like. There's there's not like sub breaks every quarter yeah, second. Yeah, a lot of the stuff feels very like because of its time, right? Like I bet a Nivea ult in their perfect world probably would tick way more quickly right now, uh, but they haven't gone and changed it, right? Like yeah, that's something that I think could mm-hmm. do that. Like, but yeah. anyways, it's cool. Yeah, uh, Yumi. Her heal and move speed ratio are decreased. So they are taking away 4% of... What is it? Move speed is down 4% per 100 AP. The heal, uh, the base is down a little bit, and the AP ratio is down 5%. So yep. some 
some small-ish nerfs. I mean, that that move speed is pretty significant, but... They seem to make her not pickable with every single character. Mm-hmm. If she was good with, like, specific characters, that's fucking awesome. Like, if she makes, like, good char- like certain characters, like, playable, that's great. But she's good with every single character in the game, so... Yeah, what they gotta do is make dashes and, and hard CC knock her off. Free. So <laughs> you have to play a character that doesn't dash because her weak little arms can't hold on. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I- Perfect game design. We'll quickly go yeah. through the items. Gore Drinker is getting increased health and increased Omnivamp. Uh, there's a Tom Kench Gore Drinker build that's going around that I want to try. So I'm going to probably try that because Gore Drinker is the mythic with the most HP in the game now. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to use that. Um, why? why? Why Why don't the tank mythics have more? Uh, it's funny. Then they would be too tanky. But yeah, you can build a Gore Drinker uh, Tom Kench build where you go with, like, item ability haste, and he already builds a ton of ability haste, so, like, late game, your Gore Drinker's on, like, a six or seven second cooldown uh, on Tom Kench. That's <laughs> so, disgusting. Um, How do you kill that man? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm excited, though. And then there's just lots of bug fixes, lots of, like, things that have been needed to get changed, like the skip waiting for stats, which literally just they doesn't just do anything. It. it doesn't mean anything, so they just removed yeah. it, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. And then they showed some upcoming skins, which we'll talk about a little bit, but it's Victorious Blitzcrank, Arcade J- Ar- Arcane Jace, and Arcane Vi. Uh, I'm so disappointed the... it's Victorious Blitzcrank. Really? I'm so excited. I love Blitzcrank. Mm, I don't. <laughs> uh, he's one of my favorite characters in the entire game. I also hit Master yeah. Tier playing him, so maybe it's like biased a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I, but I feel like Leona should have been perfect. Like, it's a support who's had a solo key presence as well as a uh pro play presence but again yeah, but she's not a robot well. he so. looks pretty cool though she i has like a robotic skin it's cool yeah but she's not a robot yeah so let's get into the rest of it um hey there's a new tft set we'll talk about it next week there's yep. yeah. it's crazy Gizmos there's a lot in there. and gadgets yeah there's a lot in there <laughs> and then it's uh arcane time boys because fucking everything in riot everything riot's done for the last like week is literally just arcane themed apparently they're just taking over the world uh turns out if you have enough money you can just buy hype for anything <laughs> uh <laughs> so there's a ton of things uh i'll just like quickly go through like a bunch of them we can discuss like the interesting things so the main thing is is that riot's having a huge riot x arcane event which spans everything it's going to span like worlds it's going to span league of legends events it's going to go into valorant it's going to go into tft legend learned terra uh the anime is coming out uh it's just like a billion things are going on there's tons of like other game integrations that we're seeing uh and it's going to be kind of crazy i think um so the main thing is is that there's going to be an event in league of legends called into the arcane it's going to launch in i think the next couple of weeks uh the main thing that it's coming from it is the fact that you're getting arcane skins for the four main characters in uh, the arcane anime, which are Vi, Jinx, Caitlyn, and Jace. Uh, all these skins are 950 skins, so they're not like new particles or anything. They're just new models. Um, but you will be able to unlock them just by completing a quest in League of Legends, uh, which nice. is literally just winning a game or playing three games. Uh Outside of that, though, getting a ton of uh, arcane summoners rift updates. So it's going to be like uh, arcane minions, arcane towers, and a bunch of cool shit like that. Uh, there's this fucking visual novel game that Riot released. I'm not sure if you guys have played it. Uh, it's based in the world of like uh, Runeterra, and you go around completing quests, and there'll be new quests every single week of playing it and stuff. It's really, really cool. 
but um i like went and did my weekly quest in it and you can lock like special stuff or someone can just give you the link to the special stuff to unlock which <laughs> uh, is also fun uh it is tied to twitch prime though so you do need twitch prime yeah. to actually do it um but i think this week's was for legend of the Terror, it gave you a, pr- a prismatic chest which is kind of like their version of like the golden cards in hearthstone mm-hmm. um so that's cool yeah yeah, uh, those are like the main things. Um, so we will see those skins. They will be released on the quest to unlock Arcane Jace will be November 8th, Arcane Vi, November 15th, Arcane Caitlyn, November 22nd, Arcane Jinx on November 24th. You'll have until December 9th to play through those quests. Uh, sorry, uh, you'll have until November 8th. Wait, no. I'm assuming November 9th. It's December 9th. That's the only day I see here. Yeah. Uh, the skins will be I was going to say, that's six days. Yeah, so you have like a full month after they're all released to play through gotcha. them. It's literally just winning a game or playing three to get them. They are pretty basic. The Jinx one, I literally can't tell the difference between that and her base, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really like the Caitlyn one, and the Jace one's fucking gas. The Jace one looks so suave. It's really, really cool. I'm excited to, to watch... Uh arcane yeah actually. the other things are if you do want to ar- watch arcane arcane comes out uh it's nine episodes total there'll be three episodes released every week uh starting on november 6th which is uh the world's finals uh right it's november 6th right yeah i think it's uh, yes yeah it says right here actually <laughs> um and there'll be a stream of it uh right after the finals i believe so you can watch the stream live and if you watch the stream live there'll be drops there'll be twitch drops uh if you watch it live you'll get one arcane capsule who knows what the fuck that is uh an <laughs> arcane icon an arcane ward and two emotes uh Viana jinx emote it looks like and then there'll be a re- rebroadcast on november 7th and then there'll be a future rebroadcast sometime between november 19th and november 20th so make sure you if you, if you don't want to spoil yourself and you want to watch it with your friends just turn on the stream when it goes live just so you get your free shit uh that's what i'm gonna do because i'm waiting to watch all the episodes yeah with, that's, uh, that's what i'm Trevor, well. but mm-hmm. I, I do want my arcane goodies so make sure you get those yeah. um yeah oh, wait, also uh <laughs> for those who don't own all the characters jace caitlin vi and jinx will all be free from november 6th to oh, december sick. 9th which is kind of cool it's just like the they're uh yeah in the free rotation also if you do play the quest to get their skin you just unlock the character anyways uh you get a champion nice. shard for them so it's really cool yeah mm-hmm Yep, so the timeline, once again, is uh, on November 1st, uh, which was Monday, uh, they launched the RiotXArcane.com, which is the visual novel game. It's actually mm-hmm. really, really well put together. If it lags for you, by the way, turn on hardware acceleration on your computer. We had a lot of people question that. In I the browser, kind of, yeah. Yeah, in your browser, just mm-hmm. so it runs smoothly in your browser. Um, the RiotXArcane stream is post-Worlds on November 6th. The Vi, Jinx, Jace, Caitlyn uh, free champion rotation starts on the 6th as well. The in-game theming uh, goes live on November 6th as well. Arcane Jace on November 8th. Arcane Vi on November 15th. Uh, <laughs> season uh, 2021 ranked ends on November 15th. Preseason changes and live champion updates go live on November 16th. Ultimate Spellbook goes live on November 18th. Arcade Caitlyn, November 22nd. Arcade Jinx, November 24th. Uh, and then December 6th is the last time to uh, claim all your free skins and shit. So. Jeez there's so much arcane shit dude it's so cool though i i think like yeah when riot wants to do something cool they do it really really well the other thing i wanted to show was um do you see all their fucking uh branding for arcane the anime in like the, different pairs areas of the world uh it's so it cool. looks so fucking sick on the burj khalifa yeah so this looks one's so uh, sick uh, i'm showing it on like stream like the burj khalifa yeah. uh it's like a huge fucking arcane like it, it's oh my god I mean, how much does that cost to get the Burj Khalifa to fucking play an ad for your fucking show. Also, yeah. do you know what? Uh, so Burj Khalifa, tallest building in the world. Yeah, it's fucking. It's so big. What the crazy part is, like, 
how far away do you think this video is? And you can hear the sound like pretty clearly. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's like one of the crazier ones. The other crazy one is that in South Korea, they fucking made an arcade cafe where you yeah. can go to and there's like just tons of like everything's arcade, uh, arcane themed. I keep calling it arcade. Uh, mm. It's so fucking cool. I wish we like had somewhere near us that did something like this. I know. It's so, it's just like, ah, oh, it's so unique. It, it's really, really cool. I'd really recommend you guys check that out. In Brazil, mm-hmm. um, sorry, in Russia, they have a huge fucking banner on this huge building, which is really, really cool. In Brazil, a subway station is completely arcane themed, which is really cool. And then in New York, it's like Zon themed. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> and then downtown New York City, there's like huge fucking like billboards for arcane. I'm yeah, really Times excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super sick. Also, uh, the fucking soundtrack for Arcane is crazy. It has, like, a ton of people on it. One of the people is Imagine Dragons, uh, and they have a new fucking song, and it's really, really good. And the music video is amazing. I'd recommend anyone check it out. Uh, they definitely will be part of the uh, world's um, opening ceremony, I'm assuming. There's no way they're not. I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not, but I, I'm 100% sure. <laughs> so Nice. It's going to be really, really Yeah, good. it's got to be. Well, hey, the last Imagine Dragons song with worlds was pretty pretty banging yeah mm-hmm. only so, other dude, thing the whole thing is so hype man i'm so excited to like i i know i'm gonna watch it through at least twice in the first month but like yeah mm-hmm. oh, i'm so hype and i like just, i fucking love jinx so much yeah <laughs> the other cool thing is like so the caitlin visual rework goes live with this right yeah. and they made her they gave her a champion theme they fucking like made caitlin a new i'm not sure she, i don't think she had one before right because she was probably before champion themes were a thing i would assume um but her champion theme is really really well done and they made a dev blog if anyone's super into like music composition and stuff uh they go through everything it's just so i mean there's their music team is probably their most consistently well put together mm-hmm. team i would say absolutely it's great though would I mean, really the whole, recommend like, sound team is like pretty consistent yeah yeah uh, and then just last but not least, I have said this like five times now, there's a bunch of game um, collaborations. One of them is PUBG Mobile. Vi, Jinx, Caitlyn, and Jace are arriving in PUBG Mobile as skins, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. That's and pretty then, cool. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but it's kind of been leaked. Um, uh, Jinx will be in Fortnite as a skin. So we're going to fucking... The where are we dropping, boy? <laughs> where are we dropping? Where are you dropping? Not, not in Fortnite. For... Yeah. <laughs> It's really cool though. I'm I'm really excited. I think that Riot, when they want to do something well, they just put fucked amounts of money into stuff. So it's crazy. Oh, I mean, yeah. 10th anniversary being like the best example of that. Like, yeah. it was so sick, and I must have cost a fortune. Yeah. Oh, the only other bit of news that like I didn't write down here, but I just remembered right now is Riot released their numbers for all of their Rune Terra games, meaning Legend of Terra, TFT, League of Legends, uh, Wild Rift, not including Valorant. Number of monthly players, 180 million. For for all those games. Runeterra? For all Oh, of, for all of them. Uh, yeah, like Wild Rift, League of Legends, just Jesus. 180 million's a lot though, man. That's a lot of that, players, like, yeah. Fucking trumps like Minecraft and stuff and like Roblox and stuff. And that's like yeah. like obviously it's multiple games together, but like still mm-hmm. it's it's really, really impressive. So League's Definitely. pretty big. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I think that that's everything yeah. for Arcane, <laughs> as, as in as much detail as we can get into. And the first episode isn't even out yet. So yeah. <laughs> um, more more to come for sure as we actually watch it and as some of these uh, things in the event pass or in just in the event roll out. But from there, we are going to move into our... Uh, 
Our ad read for Manscaped. Yeah, Yeah, for Manscaped. So, again, this episode is also brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, This holiday season, we're giving our thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Should we tell our extended families about the Performance Package 4.0 from the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Absolutely, we should. Not to mention, it includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which helps tame the bush and score brownie points with the in How does that score? <laughs> just, just in case you're wondering, you guys, if you go over to your in-laws for Thanksgiving, they should not be examining your balls. <laughs> if they wait, are, some wait a second. Wrong. You guys don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, gift yourself manscaped, or gift it to the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off as well as free shipping with the code LEADCAST at manscaped.com. And it's 20% off at the and free shipping with the code Manscaped, or the code LEADCAST at manscaped.com. Boys, our, spo- our sponsorship's back. The movement is back. Yeah. You can be smooth this Thanksgiving. I mean, I, lo- I still love their stuff personally. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely! Yeah, it, it's actually like just actually the, some of the highest quality like stuff I've used. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's 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 really nice. Um, I'm I'm trying to to lock in this movement. I'm sure I'm going to be shit posting about it in Discord again. Hell get yeah. out there, get smooth, get the that that ball conditioner, the the deodorant. Yeah. You, ooh, that that's t-shirt is so soft. It's my favorite. I unironically am, am gonna purchase the uh, the nose trimmer. My, my yeah. nose hair is getting a little wild, guys. Yeah. yeah. So as Don't. I'm getting up there in age. Oh. No, Nick, make them make them send one to you. All of you <laughs> listeners, use code leadcast at manscaped.com. If we do well enough, they'll just send it to Nick. They'll say, "Good job, buddy." No more nose hairs. Yeah. Yeah, and that code will get you twenty percent off with free shipping. Hell yeah! So thank you again to Manscaped. Also, I, I love the, the the header of this because it's talking about the performance package. So it's yeah. thankful for the PP. <laughs> Hell, <Classic>. PP four point <laughs> Ooh, yeah. the the new and improved PP. Yeah, our listeners really Thanks, like Manscaped, Manscaped, and we do too. So we're happy to have them back. Yeah, so super great yeah, for sure. Thank you, Manscaped. Uh, let's move into. I think this takes us to the GamerCraft Competitive League section, uh, where we had two. We're going to talk about Worlds first because it's the most exciting part. Um, we had two series this past week, um, which I'm <laughs> – boy, two two best of five series mm-hmm. is pretty uh, – I don't know, pretty – I'm thankful it went five games. Otherwise, boy, it would have been kind of bare bones. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the first series we had on Saturday was uh, Damwon Kia versus T1. Easily finals. E- easily the most entertaining of the two um, and – yeah, probably the actual finals. <laughs> there's oh, always man, was... there's always a chance. There's always a chance. But it was mm-hmm. like it was pretty obvious that T one and DK were one and two. Mm-hmm. Um and that I, I'm of the opinion that literally any non Damwon team plays T one on Saturday and they lose and Tamwon T T yeah. one goes to the finals. Oh yeah. Like it yeah. we got to see the two best teams in the world play and they played at such a high level. It went and to game five games. We saw like such interesting like meta like champion meta. Oh, Zillion Jin makes me want to cream, dude. It's so it, sick. it was like it was such a fun like series to watch. The the champion like the meta of of picks within the within the series itself evolved over the course of five games. So it wasn't just like 
trading power picks back and forth. I mean, we saw a Maokai support and then a mm-hmm. Zillion support. Yeah. And I, th- yeah. I think both of them won back to back. It really like, didn't it was, feel like it was anyone was either, which is like the best no. part. Like, yeah. no, it didn't feel like, oh, fuck. You have, like, for example, when we'll talk about the G, uh, the Gen G EG thing, it's like, oh my god, dude. Like, watching players have to play Renekton because they can't play other stuff is just so sad. Yeah. Right? Whereas, like, the T1 series mm-hmm. is just actually, like, everyone playing, like, at their top of their, like, uh, mm-hmm. ability. Yeah. There, there were definitely disparities in certain games. And, like, I would say that. Khan outplayed Kana pretty consistently, yep. but it, there wasn't anything massive. Um, like the meta was really cool because I think one thing is like, I didn't Jin have a hundred percent win rate in that in those games? Yes, and then I think he went unpicked game five. Yeah. Okay, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, which but is like, funny. Yeah, he know, wins every game that doesn't get picked game five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a really interesting but and like even, it was even that's an interesting twist on like. Uh, mm-hmm. power picks you know it, was, it wasn't just like okay well this champion is is op lock him in yeah mm-hmm. no yeah no, it was very much that right like Jin was you know won those games because he enabled so much yeah. elsewhere mm-hmm. yeah um but damn was that a good series i i was really really rooting for t1 and hoping um I, you and i think literally every other person in the world yeah yeah um i i think Kana definitely got outplayed, but hey, there can only be number there can only be one best top laner in the world, yeah. and it's probably Khan. Yeah, at this yeah. tournament, it's Khan. I think Kana had just had an off day too. Like, I think Kana yeah. usually plays better than that, but like, mm-hmm. he is, I don't know. It's just like overall, it's just really fucking great series to watch. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it really good. Awesome, oh, man. Uh, I'm then, gonna have to watch that again. Yeah. <laughs> and then the day after, we watched RNG. I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry, not RNG. Genji versus EDG. Mm-hmm. It also went to five games. It was not nearly as entertaining, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and I think most everybody else's. Uh, it, I guess it wasn't a bad series. I think it, it just had the misfortune of following, um, following DKT1, which. I mean. Probably qualifies as like one of the best series ever. If you watch these series back to back, it very much doesn't seem like both these te- all four of these teams are in semifinals, right? Like I think that's yeah. a pretty easy way to look at it. Yeah, the, the caliber of play between Dom One, T One, and then the EDG Gen G series was was different, and I think in particular like the the style was different where we, we we saw a lot of very clean like everything is within a 1k window for the first 20 minutes and like every single like win on one part of the map gets countered by a win for the other team on the other side like it, it was just like a fencing match as opposed to like an mma fight yeah like everything was so precise in t1 dem1 and then you watch Gen G and EDG, and like it, it was good, but it was also a lot messier. I I honestly think the series like would have appeared fine if it if it just came first. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just unfortunately we had the the order that it went in. Um, I I don't want to like just write off EDG because I think, uh, you know, there's always a chance that they, I don't know, brain blast some super interesting comps or or strats or things like that. 
it, but it's uh it is not going to be easy for them to yeah overcome i do think they're a team that plays way more to their like the t- team that they're playing against strength level like for sure mm-hmm. um so like i think they will play better versus damon for example than they did versus genji but i don't know if that's enough <laughs> so yeah so uh, it's cool though dk is just like super solid across the board i, I think if they don't mm-hmm. if they don't fall too far behind in the early game they just i it feels almost inevitable that they're gonna win like yep. team fights in macro yeah i i think that mechanically they definitely showed like a a level above um like the team fighting out of canyon and con as opposed to carrier carrier no as opposed to kana and why am i forgetting t1's jungler uh what's his name what is yeah, owner. owner. Yeah, yeah. Owner played fucking out of his skull those games, dude. The steel like, like, won like, the game. Like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but, man. Like, I, I, it's, it's hard to out team fight Con and Canyon. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, um, but I mean, o- Owner was up to it. <laughs> I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in, in some of them, I, I think there were other times that he like. D- uh, again, right there, there are certain games and certain fights that he popped off, and others he didn't. Um, but. It's hard to nail down other than, you know, in intangibles, like, why did SKT yeah. lose? Yeah. But I, I'm never going to blame Faker, because he's, he's a Faker. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. So, uh, there's going to be a World Championship ring. Yeah, have you seen this thing? Really cool. Cool. It's really cool yeah, it looks looking. it's super sick. It's super cool. I, I really hope that they... Like, there's no reason that they couldn't and I don't, I don't know if they have said anything about it but like send one to all one. the other former world champions yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even if it's just like not you know a, a custom that shows like their year it could just be like hey you were a world champion at one point here you go i guess the only thing is that it i feel like this is mostly sponsored because it's like uh sponsored with mercedes mercedes-benz right i feel like that's probably mm-hmm. like them eating a mm-hmm. lot of the cost i'm not oh, sure how much sure. they'd be down to make however many more rings but uh i do like the idea it's it's like really fucking cool i mean this should just have been a thing it's just like really really awesome and it like really commemorates something that is special yeah. i think so hmm. the what 50 more yeah plus coaches maybe <laughs> yeah they do have mm-hmm. diamonds in them so <laughs> there, should yeah, just be, like, there should just be five that you have to like trade in like at the start of worlds yeah <laughs> oh do it like the stanley cup where there's year. just it just keeps going <laughs> the rings yeah. move on yeah exactly yeah um but no no they need to they need to issue them to all former world champions because i want i want 10 years from now for faker to show up at, at worlds 20 like 32 with just either full knuckles or just like a necklace with like 12 rings hanging yeah. off of it like and he's Brady. like what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah nice we have awesome. uh, two other little pieces of news. I think they actually go together pretty well because it kind of talks about just esports in general and how uh, I would say a lot of people are very uninformed of how esports works. Not like I'm a fucking genius by any uh, means, but the main, the first thing is that Riot has raised the maximum of LOL esports contract to four years, uh, meaning before you can only sign a player to a three-year contract, now you can sign a player to a four-year contract. Um, once again, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, um, but I very much think people are like acting like this is a not a good thing, and it like takes advantage of players. And I guess in theory, on a like uh, on like the surface level, it kind of does, right? You sign a player 
who's really good and upcoming to a lower paid high year contract. But I don't know, in the last like couple of months, we've seen how many players are breaking their multi-million dollar multi-year contracts, right? I feel like this doesn't change a lot. No, it, uh-huh. it probably doesn't change that much. I, I think it is important to mention, like, it does suck that, let's say, I don't know, you're, you're just about to turn 18, which I presume is the earliest you can sign a Riot yeah. contract. Um, I could be, I mean, we could be wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're up and coming and then you've, you've signed a four-year contract because you don't necessarily know any better. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. You've lost uh-huh. so much of your, I don't want to say prime because I, I think in video games you don't like cap out early like that yeah but mm-hmm. i don't you you lost so much of your career you know to a to a contract that you may not mm-hmm. have agreed you know to yeah, now you, you might not have un- understood it fully and then also just like you as a player it can change so so much like the game from month to month changes so much any given player can mm-hmm. change so much right like the right combination of X player on X patch could turn yeah. a middle of the pack jungler or mid laner or whatever it be to like a top one or two in your region. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure, it's it's nice to get a four year contract and like know your set for four years, but it would also really suck if you got like, you know, onto a consistent sixth place team because you're just an okay player you start playing out of your skull you're you know a top two in your role in your region and you're still getting paid the same as like the yeah. almost b tier support on the other teams i like, i guess like the and, way and, sorry go ahead nick you got i was just gonna say maybe that's what the, the players association is for to like to uh i, I don't know protect yeah. them from predatory <laughs> stuff like that so. i just like i i feel like because every single reddit comment was that oh, now teams can take more advantage of players and stuff like that. And I, once again, I'm not an expert by any fucking means. Like, I, I don't work in esports. I just kind of, like, read about stuff and kind of, like, try to understand stuff to the best of my knowledge. Wait, I thought you didn't know how to read. <laughs> True. Um, but no, like, what people don't fucking realize is that teams don't make any fucking money, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the pyramid fucking goes, publisher makes all the fucking money. Like, so much mm-hmm. fucking money, right? League of Legends, Riot Games, right? They make a fuckload of money, and then it goes down to players. Players make the second well, most ten, amount of money. Well, Tencent makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that right. in a second, because that's why the second one like, <laughs> okay. leads to this, right? So, like, gotcha. publisher makes the fucked amount of money. They just make everything, right? All the attention on their game, they make tons of money, they get tons of more players, yada, yada, yada. Players make the next most amount of money. Players make so much fucking money in esports it's yeah. crazy uh then it's tournament organi- organizers tournament organizers don't make a lot of money tournament organizers barely can run tournaments a lot of the time right they they're trying to turn profit with as many sponsors as possible uh that's where it kind of gets weird because riot is the tournament organizer for league of legends uh so they're now the top of the pyramid that makes all the money and then also the like bottomish part where they kind of get fucked because hosting tournaments isn't a very profitable thing overall right um yeah and then at the very bottom of the uh, pyramid is fucking teams teams don't make money in esports like out of the 10 lcs teams i think the only team that turned a profit last i don't i don't think it was last year i think it was the year before was tsm and it's like esports teams dude they don't fucking make money they're they're all uh long-term ventures like don't get me wrong the goal isn't for them to make money every year the goal is for them to fucking create a brand and then uh be uh, evaluated as like multi-million dollar companies and then sell um but 
no no lcs team no lec team makes money I, and i feel like people are like acting like this is going to allow teams to take advantage of players like it's so crazy to me i don't know yeah i, yeah. I, I don't know i i, I don't want to ever side on the, the yeah <laughs> on the side of like uh, organizations yeah i agree um, but yeah I, I mean i don't think like I, I think just the length of it is is like a little long. Oh, for sure. Especially where like yeah. I don't know. We've seen we've seen players like um, oh fuck, Rioma come over from OCE have like one bad year and then that's his entire career, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just one year is a really long time in league. I guess like the other part of it is that we've seen in the last year, a bunch of players sign three year contracts and they're all out of them this year. Meaning Sword Art. Um, mm-hmm. Jensen, not Jensen, um, Perks, like just, there's tons of players that sign these contracts and then they, you get shuffled around, right? Like, yeah, the, the team does have yeah. the rights to sell you wherever, but like, you also have a lot of power, especially as a top player to be like, nah, I want to go somewhere else. And your happiness well, is 100% uh, uh, percent dependent on like how the team's going to perform. Like, well, I think mm-hmm. you identified the important part for top players. I think yeah. top players have that negotiating power, yeah. but I don't know if like lower tier players who are signed to these long contracts which you know maybe they shouldn't have signed in the first place (laughs) but did or whatever you know i don't think they have that negotiating power where like okay if if you don't adhere to your contract like we're just gonna send you to the academy team i mean like like yeah right like i think that nick you're making a really good point that you know perks if he says i'm unhappy on this team and want to move like they'll probably sell your contract because yeah. you're going to go from having a, you know, best in role player to an unhappy, you know, bottom five player, or at least they're not going to perform as well as you want them to. But if you take someone who is already like fringe and they're saying, I'm unhappy, they'll say, cool, enjoy the bench. Yeah, no, I completely we'll, we'll agree. hold on to you for two more years and you'll sit on the bench. I just think it's very important to see both sides of it because like, I, I oh, really yeah, don't yeah. think a lot of people understand that like esports teams don't make money. Uh, and mm-hmm. also, yeah, and that's that's something I wanted to to circle yeah. back to before we go into the next point. Yeah. Is like, you know, Nick, you made the point that I think all of us are, are generally on with with that. Like, we tend to side always with the players mm-hmm. and not the organizations. And like, particularly the bigger the organization, the more you become skeptical of it. And, and I think that's where like this pyramid is, is really problematic. Is that people are pointing blame towards the the teams who are on you know the bottom rung like if this is if this is a a fourth tier you know four tier pyramid they're they're in the bottom and four like riot games is one and three yeah and they make the rules for (laughs) tiers two three and four yeah like they're the ones enforcing this contract length like they're the ones who establish import rules, contracts, like money caps, sponsorship rules, like they have control of all of it and they're making all of the money. Like that's that's who we need to go to this, uh, you know, that's who you need to look at. It's not the teams, it's the, 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 the top of the pyramid who has control over everything and all the money. Mm-hmm. And I, I do want to like, just like as we transition to our other topic, like talk about that. It's not like Boohoo Riot's like getting fucked or whatever. Riot's make or also like fuck Riot. They're making too much money because uh, Riot did say in an interview literally today uh, that uh, League of Legends esports still hasn't turned a profit, and that's okay. Uh, which makes sense. Like I don't think people understand how much fucking money it costs to run shit. Running 
LCS, LEC, uh, LCK, LPL, all their fucking international leagues, world's events, MSI. Dude, it's hard to fucking turn profits on shit like that. And uh, I don't know. It, I, I very much don't think a lot of, or at least the casual fan, I would understand that like league doesn't make money through esports. Um, but if you like think yeah, of it, yeah, I, I also think that makes sense. <laughs> like, it makes sense, but I also think that it's one of those weird things. I, I don't think a lot of people understand the business aspect that like as, as much as everyone always wants to tell you like profit is everything mm-hmm. like at a certain size and uh, you know at, at a certain length of time like profit doesn't matter um yeah. right like you y- you see it with so many of like the fucking big startups over the last like 15 20 years of like you know instagram you know wasn't profitable and like twitter and facebook like the company's not profitable while they're shoveling in like billions of dollars in investor money and revenue that then they're you know putting into expenses like there's there's other things than just profit and again like yeah this is a a long-term thing um but again for the people making it right it's like if if esports isn't making a profit but all of the casters and the administrators are making crazy money with great benefits. Yeah. Their brand is getting out there. More people are playing the game. Like there are all of these other, you know, intangibles that aren't going to be on the balance sheet, but like those are also the reasons why they can make arcane as big as it is. And why league is a game that's going on 10 years and picking up speed. Oh, I I completely agree. Like if you look at, League of Legends esports as an advertisement, which I know is a fucking crazy thing to say because like they put hundreds of millions of dollars into it. Um, we just talked about earlier in the show that between all their legends, like all their Runeterra games, they have 180 million uh, players monthly. That's all. That's the most out of like any fucking video game, guys. Uh, and that's a lot of people. It's a lot of eyes. That's a lot of like people putting money into the game. And if Arcane, the show that they're also putting probably hundreds of millions, no, I mean not hundreds of millions, like tens of millions of dollars into advertisements for uh, probably hundreds of millions actually the more i'm thinking about it uh if that can draw anyone who's already not in that ecosystem that's a huge fucking win and e- esports like is doing their best to do that but I-, I i don't think a lot of people understand that esports isn't that fucking profitable for most people <laughs> yeah i yeah, think there I mean, are very few yeah i think like the international is just about the only one that probably profits do you even think um, they do? And, I don't know. Like, I guess, like... I think they have to just based on the sheer value of the prize pool. Yeah, they're also like, not I, that I think cr- that's crazy of production, right? Like, their production value is not insane by any means, like, for... No, it, it's... I mean, it's it's pretty high, yeah, but course, it's not yeah. like... It's it's not like they're buying advertisements on, like... They're not, but like, building cafes or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, they're not getting right? fucking Imagine Dragons to create a song and then exactly. play it live yeah. and, yeah, shit like that, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's one of the the many many things that like Riot does because right like the the ultimate profit revenue for this company is people buying RP for skins like that's that is the vast majority of the income mm-hmm. of Riot Games, yep. um, and again while you can definitely make a point where it's like yeah but me watching Worlds doesn't make me buy skins but it, it keeps you engaged with the game and eventually you buy skins yeah well the thing um, is like how many how many people have you seen like watch worlds and then are like fuck like 
this makes me want to watch, play the game so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to start playing again. Like, damn, I want to play, play more than I have been. Yeah, I want to try that. Ginzillion. I, I want to play Zillion. Like it keeps you engaged, and I mean, obviously, as as someone who does a League of Legends podcast every yeah. week, like they are very good at hooking people on their product, yep. and then keeping that hook in you for ten years. In my case, and you know. I am in a spot where I it fervently, you know, consume anything Riot Games mm-hmm. at this point, right? Like they've done it, they've got me, um, and that's that's the point is that they they get you in and they keep you in, and ten years later, I'm producing content for a free to play game <laughs> that I put money into to get JPEGs and put a bunch of time in to get a high rank, you know. And it, then a ton it, of people listen to us talk about this game. <laughs> yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. I, I completely agree. I just think it's like yeah, it, it's not as cut and dry for a lot of people. I very much think that people looked at this as like ah, teams are fucking taking advantage of people, which they can with stuff like this. I just think that typically teams are very much not fucking mm-hmm. making a lot of money. Like the teams that do well, like financially, are teams that are very well diverse outside of just like esports themselves like esports themselves Mm -hmm. aren't profitable they are a very good way to get your name out there though right like 100 thieves is like obviously the the hoodie fucking org or whatever right but like guess what league of legends gets a lot of eyes on you and if your org gets a lot of eyes on you you can sell a lot of other stuff that does actually make money like but it's not yeah and and the teams themselves like they're they're for the most part not going about it trying to take advantage of players and, and if that's happening like scummy orgs are going to take advantage of players whenever they can in any way they can and changing a contract length max from three years to four years isn't going to change anything about that like if you're a shitty org you're going to be a shitty org and they're going to try and take advantage of players and like the, the 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 players org will hopefully do everything they can to prevent that but ultimately you know that that's not going to happen, and, and this won't make a huge difference. Yep. That being said, though, like I don't I don't understand four years, man. Like four years is a long time. Yeah, four years is such a long time in the context of like professional League of Legends. Like the the amount of players. If you took like every player at Worlds four years ago and said how many of them are still like relevant and competitive today, like you'd have a good number, but like so- probably half. The only thing I can think of at all, and this is like, once again, playing devil's advocate, trying to simp for the companies, fuck the players, that's me, uh, that's who I am, uh, no, is like, the only team that I would say, and I wouldn't say taken advantage of is the right word, I would say has or- created their org in a way where they rotate through new talent and signs them, sign them to longer contracts so that they build up the talent and then have a very cheap roster is Cloud9, right? Cloud9 very often picks up rookies, makes them into really fucking good players, um, and then operates at a very low cost overall, um, and then eventually, like, uh, flips these players for, like, multi-million dollar deals, right? Uh, it's happened many a times, right? And we've heard, like, I think that's the only time ever in esports that I've heard, like, oh, these players, like, these star players are not being paid very much compared to players of their caliber um, because of it, right? But also, 
it it kind of allows Cloud9 to actually invest in fucking rookie talent. Maybe someone like Cloud9 goes, oh, now we can like pick up even more rookies at longer contracts, not to hold them in contract hell or whatever, but like we're going to have them for a long time. We can develop them and then we can actually still have them under contract so we can sell these contracts to teams once they're like an investment, right? And mm-hmm. that, once again, in this starry fucking world that I'm imagining where I'm a fucking... Uh, team organization simp um, could allow for more rookie development in theory right or it could just al- make it so that you fucking players are in contract hell and it's awful but i'm just saying like yeah i, right. I do but think like, there's, there's mm-hmm. there there's a world where let's say c9 takes advantage of this yeah. and pulls 30 players yep. and it is running like an, a b c d and e team yep. and like running internal brackets with different iterations of these teams and like developing all of this internal talent, trying to get them up to a point where they can put them on the A team, and like, you know, okay, great. Like all of these players now go from maybe being a sub on a on a team yeah. to like they've got a locked in four year contract, and if they get better or play well enough, maybe they can see you know the the big leagues, so to say. But yeah, and Cloud9 is not false. Cloud9 doesn't want one them way all. to take it. They just want to, yeah, like turn profit on like contracts. And mm-hmm. that could be a positive thing for the ecosystem. I'm not saying that it will be that way. I'm just saying that like it's not always a doom and gloom type thing. But yeah. Anyways, I, I, that was really cool. I'm glad we talked about that. That was a really interesting conversation. The only other thing is that there's a ton of roster changes, but roster lock and roster trade window doesn't even open till mid November. So all these are just rumors. Um, the only thing that's confirmed that is at all worth talking about, but I think we'll talk about it more, is that Bjerg is 100% confirmed off TSM now, which yep. is crazy to me. <laughs> that's that's actually insane to me. If you would have told me that, like, um, I don't know, like, at, at any point, I would have been absolutely shocked. Yeah. Did I you thought see- he was going to be there forever. <laughs> Did you see the one room? Like, I don't want to talk about too many rumors because rumors are just literally rumors. But the only thing about the Bjerg thing, uh, <laughs> there is a rumored roster of uh fudge top on team liquid blabber jungle bjergsen mid han sama ad carry and uh mickey x support yeah and uh jack c9 jack tweeted out not too long ago that he can 100 percent for yeah. certain you know claim that bjergsen uh mickey x and han sama will not be on cloud nine yep so the That's roster a- is still uh the roster is still there yeah, the opportunity is still there I think it's cool. I'm really excited, though. I think Bjerg, with the right team around him, could fucking make something happen. So, it's cool. Yeah, I think so, too. It's uh, it's really interesting that, like, in terms of roster, I feel like uh, LEC teams are just kind of, like, eating shit. <laughs> like, it's, it's actually wild, right? Yeah, it's going to be rough. Like, the reality is it sounds like it's going to be an exodus outside of G2 putting together a pretty amateur roster with some like veterans to hopefully guide them and then vitality putting a putting together a fucking super roster super team yeah. that's kind of like what it sounds like and then all the other like upper to mid teams collapsing so yeah we'll see though i, I mean there's so much talent in you that i think they can put together a bunch of teams from like their uh like local leagues and shit but we'll see mm-hmm. cool yep. Awesome. Uh, let's jump into mail fight. Or I'm sorry, round table. Yeah, really quick. Sorry, we'll skip go through the round table. Skip a whole last section. Nick. Last <laughs> week, uh, the question was for season 12 of League of Legends. I want blank. And from Twitter, Randy said shield break items for, for most or all classes. Shields are busted, but like we get. Uh, but so we'll only give shield break items to assassins. The current busted class, like the fuck. 
Tyler said a fun gaming experience, and Max said Star Guardian Nautilus. From our Facebook, Zach said Riot to remove team chat from the game. True. And Thatcher said ranked ARAM. Fuck ranked ARAM. No, thank you. From our <laughs> Discord, we got one from Foxlave. He says to climb to climb to gold. Let's fucking go. Uh, and hey. then Gecko said I want two things next season: hit gold again, but not and not immediately speed run it back to silver, and just to improve and maybe get some coaching. Renekton hopefully will be better next season. Uh, but man, by the end of the season, it was rough trying to one trick him for rank. I want to continue to. Uh, I want to continue playing this game uh, in ranked, uh, but with lockdown lifting, I can finally go back to my primary game, Smash Ultimate, and I doubt that I can play as many <laughs> games as I did this season. I'm currently Silver 2, Silver 2 writing this, uh, so I can make a final push back to gold, especially Renekton's buffs in 11.22 to make him playable again. Yeah, I agree, man. I think you can do it. That'd be sick. Cax38 said, I feel like this is a pretty common thing, but less humanoid champs and more monster champs. Please give me AP Turtle Mage, give me Yordles, give me Vistayans, uh that are close to Rengar. Uh, further from set i think they said there's not going to be very many humanoid characters i mean there, there's yeah. not going to be very many monster characters this year but next year 2023 it will be mostly monster characters or like way more so that's cool uh, and then Ginex Tonic, I want another rotating game mode like Odyssey. I know it wasn't super popular but i love that mode and, to gr- and the grind to get all the augments and just having fun with shit i agree man Cool. And then this week's roundtable question is, tell me what lane you play without telling me the lane. <laughs> We've already gotten so many responses about this, by the way. I've just got a shirt on that says I'm stupid. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Um, man, I, I'm trying to think of a, a good way to phrase mine. Aiden, do you have a... Uh, I don't know a good way to phrase it, but mine's like the essence of it is... Uh, uh, die come back to lane get dove die come back to lane die <laughs> come back to lane get gank die <laughs> yeah but 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 then it's it's like die tp back get ganked die yeah get ganked again die and then solo kill your opponent somehow yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i'd say for me it's um have you ever wanted to know why somebody on your team losing their matchup is your fault They'll tell you. <laughs> they'll, they'll tell you. They'll, yeah. they'll, have you ever wondered how everything that went wrong in a game is always your fault and nobody else says I made a mistake in their entire life? It is funny, though, just tilting a jungler, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when... Even if they did fine, just going... Yeah, they lose their fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, because it happens so much from people who are serious. Yeah. Oh, like, they, they fucking are fighting 1v1 top die like drop three waves get killed again jungle diff i was clearing my red buff you were dead before i finished my first camp shut up yeah you know what lane i play what role i play where can they send us roundtable responses they can send them to our twitter or our facebook at linkcast they can send us an email mailleadcastpodcast.com or they come come into our discord and post in our roundtable section that's discord.gg slash linkcast all right, we're going to uh, read as many emails as we can, uh, but some our, our answers might be a little quick. Yeah. Uh, in mail fight, we've got a ton of emails to go through. So first one is from uh, Senex. Hi there, just started listening to your podcast and I'm enjoying them a lot. I am two and a half months into the game and just at level 30, and I really want to play ranked, but don't know if I should hold off on that for now. 
I wanted to talk about how I am an Aurelia main, and in the beginning it was pretty hard, but now she's easy to play, but at the same time, I'm playing as harder and harder players. I just got rank 7 with 33,000 points on Aurelia, which I'm really proud about, and I've tried out some other champions, but I like playing Aurelia more than anyone else. I feel stuck though, and I've noticed that I've been losing more and more games. I just wanted to see if there were any tips on what I should do as a pretty new player. Thanks, Cynix. Um, more, more games. If yeah, I've only been mean, playing for two... Like, I, and it sucks. I mean, obviously, there are specific elements that we could tell you if we knew your playstyle. Um, but if you've only been playing for two and a half months, like, more games, more time is the answer. Now is a great time to get into ranked. The season is ending. It's about to be preseason. Like, yeah, there, there's nothing to lose. I, I would say maybe wait until after ranked season ends if, if you want to be, like, courteous to other players. Because, like... You're gonna get flamed because you're like, oh, you're first timing ranked while I'm trying to get out of bronze and make yeah. sure I get my silver border. Like you'll, you'll get a bunch of people who who do that, but also I'll say kind of like fuck them. Go ahead and I, I think a good alternative is is ranked flex queue. Yep. Uh, it's a it's a really good way to dip your toes into ranked, and uh, you wouldn't be you know negatively impacting people trying to grind through solo queue um so keep it up and also you don't have to play other characters if you want to just play aurelia and that's the only character you, or that's the character you have the most fun on like that is 100 percent fine um and, and maybe next year you'll be 1900 points challenger yeah let us know uh awesome thank you Senex, for the email yeah. and good luck in your ranked plan whenever it starts yeah. Uh, Dippy is our next email. Say what you will about Riot's ideas. At least they try things. Every year, especially around preseason, people will flame them for trying new things, and trying things is valuable to not only the future of League, but to other games as well. I guarantee that there are game studios deciding how to build their lobbies more interestingly, and they look at the disaster known as Team Builder and know not to try that or teams deciding their rank system could look at role-specific ranks and see the flaws that that experimentation had. Uh, there could be entire college classes on League's seasonal changes, and those courses could improve gaming as a whole. But I don't like this Chemtech Drake either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think we're, um, we're kind of always yeah, on the side of... Um, change being exciting yep. although maybe it's not the best thing um and and I, I don't know we i think we try to go in with an open mind yeah yeah except right? for like, with Harold. you're you're absolutely right that like change as its own just like as a thing is is good for the scene and for the game if if we have been had been playing on the same patch for 10 years we would yeah, not exactly. be playing this game anymore mm -hmm. yeah um, you know, if there weren't new characters, new items, if things weren't changing. Yep. Um, obviously, some of those changes have ended in failure, and they decided scrap that, put it back. Mm -hmm. I mean, but that's that's just how it works. Yeah. Um, so, right, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Chemtech, Drake, you know, maybe it'll be great, maybe it'll be awful, and maybe come next year preseason, they're saying, yeah, that, that wasn't it. We're going to get rid of it. Maybe three months into the year, they'll say this wasn't it. Or maybe they'll say, we love it. We're adding one more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, that, that's that's the whole point, though, is that it's it's constantly changing and they can adjust it as necessary. So yeah. thanks for the email, Dippy. Thank you, Dippy. Next, the email is from Max. Hello, friends. I'm Max, a.k.a. Max and Mox. Oh, our new uh, 
our new patron. Yeah. Um, I've been listening in the shadows since episode 300. This is my first time emailing, so please don't roast me too hard, but I do have a question. Since 2013, I've been a support main, mostly because my friends who got me into League hated playing it, and I wanted to fit in. Recently, my new friend group is all support mains, so I have to find another role. I've switched to AD carry and fallen in love with Jin. Uh, I average about 9 CS a minute and mostly win lane, uh, but feel at the end of the game, I'm just shooting spit wads at the other team. Uh, any suggestions on what I can do to help uh, my output? I'm sorry. To help me output more DPS, whether that be a champ switch or not. I, I will not apologize for the length of this email. I've listened to 200 plus episodes for this very moment. Sincerely, a 2.19 million mastery thresh one trick. Hell yeah. Wow. It's <laughs> a lot. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Jin does such little damage compared to other AD carries that you can't play him mm -hmm. and output a lot of damage. It's just sort of like you've got to be more... Um, you got to be more like specific with where the damage is going. You don't want to be, mm -hmm. you know, shooting a fourth shot into a full HP tank when you know you could have last hit the jungler or something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I, 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 if if I've... you like Jin, I, I say just like keep playing Jin. You'll get better. Mm -hmm. I think part of this could also be coming really from your playstyle as someone who's been playing the game a while and been you know as a, as a thresh one trick i think the way you approach the game is probably different than most ad carry players right like i i would guess you're probably looking for like optimal trap placement when and how to use your w to, to make sure you get the cc or can like generate a pick mm -hmm. with it um and, and i would also think if you're having issues with how much damage you're doing and averaging nine cs a minute like you have gold you have items you're probably not playing aggressive enough and forward enough, particularly on Jin, yeah. who gets tons of movement speed when he's actually hitting stuff. Um, like if you if you watch the SKT or sorry the T1 Dam One yeah. series, like look at how those eighty carry players play. Yeah, it's crazy. They are so aggressive. They're in front of their team trying to get the damage, like. Not saying that's always what you need to do, and you know, unless, if, unless you're really good, you probably can't do that. Yeah. But you know, if you have items and you're farming well, but you feel like you're not doing damage, it's probably because you're playing too safe <laughs> and not stepping up and actually auto attacking because you're afraid of CC, you're afraid of dying. Like, I, I personally, I'm a super aggressive AD carry player. And I'll get like frustrated that my whole team is hiding behind me, and it's like, like mm -hmm. I want to get every single auto attack I can. Yep. So like, if we're pushing a tower, I want to get three auto attacks on their tank, even if it's only going to do four hundred damage. Like I, I want to output that damage, and I believe that I'll be able to dodge the engage tools, you know, flash the key skill shot. So mm -hmm. hopefully that helps. Yeah, I guess yeah. only other thing to mention is just um, look to see how much damage you're actually doing after the game, like. It can make it. Can, you can feel like you're not doing a lot, but you can still be doing top yeah. damage in a game. Uh, or mm -hmm. on the on the contrary, you could literally just be doing less damage than the other AD carry, despite having double their gold. And that means you're you're doing something wrong for sure. So, yeah, I, I would also just say you know, damage as a as a pure stat doesn't tell the whole story. Yeah, um, and you'll you'll see this all the time. You know, especially for me as a jungler and as a control mage player. 
where I might not have a ton of damage in the game, even if I maybe played obscenely well, right? Like if I'm mm -hmm. power farming mid, get a hundred CS lead, I'm farming jungle camps, getting plates, not interacting with my lane opponent, or if I'm doing that as a jungler, and then like the last five minutes I'm in team fights and we win, I I'm gonna have low damage to champions, mm -hmm. but that that's because I was doing something else, right? Yeah. Like th there have been games where I was like. 19 and 2 on oriana but i did equal damage to our top laner who was like yeah 4 4 and 15 right because top lane they're bashing their skulls against each other constantly and for the first 25 minu minutes of the game all i did was hit minions yeah i spent more inconsistently of like you're consistently <laughs> doing less damage than your opposing ad carry with more gold oh, then absolutely. you're probably like need to change some shit up i would say mm -hmm. but yeah, and, and like, Jin as a specific character is, I think, really good at, like, killing a target, yeah. whereas, you know, there are obviously other carries who are going to, you know, like, Misfortune, right? If she hits a, a five-man alt, no AD carry is really going to match that damage, but, you know, if she hits a, you know, three-man alt that gets half of your team to half HP, but you walk up and fourth shot kill her, and now you guys get to take the Baron... She did more damage than you, but you won the fight. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, th things to consider. Of course. Um, but thank you for the email, Max. Good luck on your AD carry journey. Um, and when you decide to give up and switch to support, you'll probably be D1. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I had to do it, Nick. That's, that's mean. Well, he was support main first, so <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't count. True. Uh, next email is from Diana. Hey, guys. Uh, recently, Mithy did an interview where he pointed out how LCK, LPL, and LJL are always able to play against each other year-round, and the Western players are not able to do that because of the ping disadvantages. Uh, and this gives Eastern players a massive advantage at international tournaments. I never really thought about it before Worlds, uh, but only two Western teams get international experience at MSI. Do you think that if they had spring split in Korea slash China slash Japan and allowed Western players to go east to boot camp, uh, LCS and LEC would improve? Uh, thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. Diana. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. If if they were playing there, can you know, would the, the play improve? Would the international performance improve? Yes. Would a lot less players want to do that right like okay now, now you have to convince all of those players in the support staff to you know move yeah. to a different country to, to be there for months you know away from potentially their friends their family th their home like it's unfortunate and it's it's one of those weird things that like you wish we were in a world where like that didn't matter and that you know somebody would turn around the corner tomorrow with a zero latency network no matter where you are on the globe but yeah i, I mean, mean like the the reality is that like the the biggest example of this being a thing is that the ljl is the newest uh server like japan server is like pretty new to like league of legends relatively um and therefore the japanese league is also very new also japan has a very low player base they have the lowest ranked player base i think in the world um but they did 
pretty fucking well at Worlds. Why? Probably because they get to scrim Chinese and Korean teams all the time. You know what I mean? It, it very much helps. Uh, I don't think it would, like, mm-hmm. it definitely isn't, like, I, I don't want to make it the narrative of, like, NA's only bad because they can't scrim Chinese and Korean teams, but, it, it like, saying it it would help is 100% a truth thing, so. Yeah, yeah. Like, would it, would, it, would it turn TSM into a top three Worlds team every year? Probably no. not. Would, would it be a minimum of, you know, they get at least 1% better? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't improve things. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, the LJL is a, is a great example of that. I mean, obviously a lot of those players were just playing on the Korean and Chinese servers yeah. prior to it. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, being able to play on those, you know, solo queue environments to scrim those other teams, you know, it's just more experience and more experience is always good. Yep. Yep. Great. Uh, Thanks, thank you, Diana. Diana. Next email is from Oh, Kenis Kenninstek? Yeah. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. <laughs> Hello fellows of the podcast Arena. I'm a pretty new listener uh, who have been uh, who has been binging quite a few episodes and is loving the discussions. I have a question regarding your opinions on rank tiers, gold, plat, diamond versus actual rank, rank number percentage on the ladder in a historical perspective. I started playing ranked in season two, barely ending in gold. Uh, oh, he included his his elo fourteen fifty two. Oh, just below. Oh, I I think that's just below gold. I yeah. could be misremembering. I thought gold was fifteen hundred. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But maybe uh, in season three, in season three, I transferred to EU West and climbed all the way up to D three. After camping in D one for a year, I then peaked in low masters a couple times in uh, season five. Unsurprisingly, these seasons are the ones uh, which I had most time to play league. And since then, I've taken uh, ranked a lot less seriously. Uh, since I felt the that the next step, which was at the time challenger, was so far away and require uh, a lot of grinding and improvement. My first question to you guys is. Uh, is there an argument to say that getting into Masters was a bigger ac- accomplishment in Season 5 than it is today when we have the Grandmaster tier? To give context, my peak ranking uh, was around rank 850 on the US ladder, this being around 50 LP Masters at the time. Yeah. If we look at rank 850 today, that was around 600 LP Grandmasters. Would it be fair to me for me to compare my peak to today's 600 LP Grandmasters, or should I still consider it... Uh, comparable uh, to low masters in today's standards. Worth noting is that I'm nowadays a top lane main who mostly plays Riven. Sorry for getting long-winded, and thank you for a very interesting and entertaining podcast. P.S. I haven't learned your names yet, but I know one of you plays a lot of Tom Kench uh, top, and I got to experience that lane for the first time last night, getting clapped by the same Tom in games back-to-back. It was a very frustrating experience, but I did feel like a winnable matchup. It did feel like a winnable matchup as Camille if I could just survive until Divine Sunderer. Best regards, Cannon's deck. Yeah, matchup's like pretty spooky. But yeah, I, I like read through this email. I thought it was really cool that we have someone who like used to be really, really yeah. good at the game and is still obviously making his comeback. Um, but I yeah, I think the main thing to note, uh, I think we all probably agree on this, is that it, percentile is what actually matters. Meaning, mm-hmm. uh, he had a screenshot that like I didn't include because it would have fucked up our format or whatever, where he was top yeah. 0.4% of the ladder, um, which, as he said, is the equivalent of like high grandmaster now. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's how I would... Equ- I wouldn't say you're a master player or you're a low master player. I would say you're a high grandmaster player if you made the equivalent. Um, that being said, like because like, obviously, mm-hmm. Riot tomorrow could go, hey, we're going to make Challenger have 10,000 spots now. That doesn't mean oh, that... Oh, I'll be Challenger. That doesn't mean that <laughs> we're now higher than you were, like peak wise yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> that's not how that works right you definitely have a higher peak than i would say us uh but obviously ranked has changed a lot but i hope you yeah. make it back to Di- i think he was plot one when i saw a screenshot um but uh nice. hopefully you make it back to diamond i believe 
poggers. Thanks, Ken and Stick. Yeah, I, I wanted to jump on this as well. I think oh, sure. that c- comparing it to like what number rank you are and what percentage, I think percentage really is the the best yeah. indicator. Um, but like the the ranking has shifted a lot over the years, right? Because like a a season one player who was you know platinum would be you know like D two today probably. Or yeah, like the skill level has has like. It's changed a lot, and so, um, like, my my highest peak in terms of, like, ranked performance was, I think, season three, I was right around rank 1400 on NA, um, which at the time was, like, D1 40 LP, Um, and that was when clamping was, like, super, super hard. Yeah. Um, and that, like, that was at the point where I was winning three points a win, losing 15 a loss. So in order to climb, I had to maintain like an 80% win rate. It was fucked. Uh, well, I would lose like 12 to 15 and win like three or four, but right. Like at that point when I was like D1 44 LP, it was like rank 1400 on NA, which right in today's world, like that's high grandmaster, but it'd be like high master, but yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. For some reason, it, when I said that in my head, a, a challenger had 1,000 slots, and I realized, no, it doesn't. It's 300, 700, yeah. Uh, it's 300, 700. Okay, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be high master yeah. uh, in, in today's world. But there was also less players back then, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, again, like, only you can know how you know good you were or are, but like, hey. don't don't let people like be like, oh, you, you never actually hit that. I'm going to say... Frame it in the way that makes you that paints you in the the best possible light. Yeah. If you want to say like I was top eight fifty, like yeah. that's all you got to say. You don't have to qualify it with anything. Why say you were top eight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, say so you're top eight, and then they just when when someone calls you, want to be like, oh, you never asked me what units. Yeah. I was talking about hundreds of players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you for the email, Kenny Stick. Tell him you're Zezima. Yeah, tell him you're Zezima. Good. Next one is from the Down Bad King. What it do, lead cast crew? Hope you guys have all been doing well. I wanted to talk about some potential build diversity in the upcoming season with a primary focus on tanks. In most games I've played, I've always gravitated towards the tank roles, not only because they're relatively easy to play, but also because it's really fun watching your character shrug off damage that would kill another character eight times over. You get that awesome feeling of being able to bear the brunt of any attack and laugh it off with ease. Uh, With League, it is very much the same story. I've been really fond of characters like Rammus, Sejuani, and Amumu since I started playing over a year ago. They've always been reliable champs that I know I can perform well on. Lately, however, I've felt that the normal tank role hasn't been as reliable in solo queue. This could be to my own bias or other variables such as tanks being more team-reliant in general. I think one way to alleviate this issue could be with some of the new items that are being introduced this season. In particular, I had my eye on the uh, Shattered Crown of the Queen. Uh, Before the torches come out, I'm not saying this should be the new tank item as a standard, but I do think it could provide some build diversity within the game. You trade some base survivability with higher mana and some AP damage too. Additionally, your built-in safeguard acts as a pseudo Randuin's active if you go into the enemy team. This could be super useful for tanks, especially once you begin stacking armor or MR. 
I'm not sure how the damage reduction would work with resistances, but this could make engaged tanks such as Ramus and Amumu much tankier against burst. Pair that with Anathema's chains and you have some insane damage reduction capabilities right there. I know that this is all predominantly theory crafting, but I do think having some build options for tanks would make the game so much better. This could open up a whole way of playing your tank based off the enemy um, sustained damage versus poke slash burst instead of just AP or AD. What do you guys think of about this as a potential option for tanks? Do you think that there should be some ability to fine tune your favorite frontliners or is the current system a better fit? Lastly, what sort of tank items would you all like to see added to the game? Thanks for the content you provide and keep up the great work. Down Bad King. Um, I, I mean, I, I really do think that tanks should have options to build yeah, against I think, particular damage types, of whether course. that be sustained, you know, on hit, AD, AP, max health, current health. Like, I, I would love to see options really for all of it. And the, the biggest issue is that any item that's really strong on a tank is, is probably going to be even stronger on a bruiser. And I think that that's the, the, been like the problem always. And maybe why tanks and solo queue don't feel so good right now is because you can play a full tank like, you know, Ramis, let's say, and that's great. And you become like an unkillable king. But you can also become an unkillable king on fucking Talon with Gore Drinker. Like, like why would I why would I play Ramis when I'm just as tanky on Talon because I get to buy Gore Drinker and go Conqueror? Mm -hmm. Like, like that's that's the fucking problem. And like any of these items, that's always going to be the issue. Is that like you want to give that option to a tank, but then you also have the fucking Riven who's going to build one damage item. And be able to one hit half your team, and you just can't out damage, and like you can't kill her quickly, and they'll sustain, right? Like the fucking shield bow graves top, which has been super prevalent at worlds, right? Like this is an eighty carry building a crit mythic, but he's a tank. He's, a, he's a tank. That is a little misleading considering his uh, his quick draw gives him yeah. a metric fuck ton of armor. Yeah, gross. Well, yeah, right. But like, I, that's, I, I that's do, misleading, I, but yes. like that's that's yeah. my point. Yeah, is that like, you know, why would I play the Malphite top to get to that same level of armor when I can get that from you know quick draw going steel caps and get to build you know shield bow bloodthirster mm -hmm. as opposed to you know sunfire. Thorn mail. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're 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 gonna be tankier on Malphite. I'm. It's a hyperbole. Yeah. But like, you're you're plenty tanky on the Graves with Shield Bow in eighty five percent of scenarios, and you get to do twice as much damage, if not more. Mm -hmm. And as for so, I I took a look at the um the item that uh, this person uh cited. It's the one that gives a lot of uh, ability power. Uh, the one that is shown off in the in the Xerath uh, video, where he takes the full like Talon combo and doesn't die, um, I think that's going to be pretty bad on tanks for the same reason that like I am going to say that aftershock isn't like one hundred percent ideal on uh, tanks that have one CC and it's tied to their ultimate. Mm -hmm. um, like I think aftershock is bad on Malphite, for example, where you have one ability and you're going to proc it. And then that's kind of it. Like it, it's 
it doesn't give you much afterwards. You can't use it without your ultimate. So you have one keystone that gives you like a 60 second like active, right? Every every like minute, for example. Yeah. Um and, and I, I think this particular damage reduction, like fifty percent reducing damage by fifty percent is insane. But it only lasts for an hour like an hour and a half. Uh, a second and a half. So you're gonna like for example, Leona, uh, just because I'm most familiar with her, you're going to full combo someone, and by the time the combo, the, the CC duration is over, the damage reduction is is also going to be over. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where, like, it it's probably not the, like, not unplayable, but at the same time, after that 50% damage reduction, which, like, isn't truly that much for characters with armor and MR, um, you, then you've got... A mythic giving a your frontline tank seventy AP and like two hundred health yeah. versus like and, and with no resistances whatsoever. So I I think it's gonna be bad, but don't let that stop you from from going for it. Who cares? Like try it, see if it's fun. Yeah, you may, try it. You and may find reinvent out, right? the that's, the meta. That's the experimentation part. Is that that's our thoughts, your know, Nick's thoughts, like thinking about the theory crafting give it a try and find out yeah. maybe mm-hmm. it sucks yeah. generally but is stupid good on like three characters and uh, pick it pick, yeah exactly leona doesn't scale super hard with ap so pick a pick a tank that does like a mumu you know maybe it's insane on that character who needs to be tanky but also needs the damage that it provides mm-hmm. so go or for it maybe Experiment. even like you know maokai for example i think would be a good one where um like well if you pick him he's gonna get nerfed so. for you well, yeah that that's <laughs> like, less i think yeah. I think you made a really good point with, like, Leona in that, like, the duration of the, the tankiness is, is vaguely the same as the duration of the hard CC, so what are you really getting out of it? Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas, like, Maokai, like, you're untargetable when you go in with your W, which is typically the start of a late-game fight. Your Q is a hella short, short knockback. Your mm-hmm. ultimate is slow-moving and just a root. Like, they're, they're not being stopped from DPSing you when you go in. And that's where something like that aftershock can be really, really helpful because when you W in, you get the tankiness when you're targetable, and by the time it expires, you know, you pop your passive, you maybe get another W soon to go untargetable and avoid more damage once your resistances are gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I, I can't wait to experiment with new items, that's for sure. Yeah. Thank you. The Down mm-hmm. Bad King. Awesome. Next email from back BAC blood alcohol content. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Hi guys, back here from the UK. Just emailing as I finished. I've just finished the episode where the last email was talking about a dream mind control type eighty carry. Got me thinking. What about an eighty carry that instead of projectiles being fired from its character, instead it has a beam between you and the enemy that when they walk into attack range, you can right click and start the beam that does continuous damage. You can move during this beam. The only way for the beam to stop is uh, for you to right-click the same enemy, or if they walk out of range, let's say you still build uh, attack damage, but the damage you do is like a tenth of of the damage, but you deal damage every tenth of a second, so you you deal the same amount. Whilst the beam is attached, not sure what the Q, uh, the other abilities uh, would do, but maybe the ultimate powers your beam to latch onto nearby enemies and do a percent damage of the main beam, increasing uh, with each level. So in a team fight, you just melt uh, the enemy team. Plus, it's easy to kite as you attach the beam and then just run side to side slash backwards. Sorry for the long email, but just wanted your guys' thoughts on the different type of auto attacks uh, that Riot has been branching out with. 
um, for certain styles such as Senna, Callista, Jin, Urgot, W, etc. All the best lads back. Um, this character actually exists twice in Heroes of the Storm, um, and the, I mean it's it's pretty cool. It's um, for one of them, his auto attack is just permanently a beam, uh, and that character is a little frustrating to play against because at a certain rank, uh, I think he has a slow attached to it. So he's just like permanently slowing characters. Uh, but the other one is sort of like where how I would approach this, where it's a beam that has a set duration. And if the duration like it ends with the beam still attached, it explodes for like extra damage and cancels the beam and then returns you to your normal auto attack, which is, I think, the, the way that you should do it. Um, so it, it would sort of function like Urgot W, where it has that short duration uh, pre like level nine when you max it. But if you're able to keep the beam on someone for the entire duration, you you do like extra damage. I think I think could be pretty cool yeah. and definitely something that that you know Riot could go for. Very unique too. It's cool. Definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. I could definitely see that happening. Um, yeah, and fits within like the the like I don't know Zon Piltover esque sort of character. You know, an experimenter. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So I think we're gonna grab one more email here um, from Sai. Hello, guys. Been listening to your show for a few weeks now, and normally I don't send any emails to podcast, but what with all the recent talk about all chat, I had a really interesting end to a game involving it uh, that only really caught my attention because of the hype about removing it. Long story short, me and my friend were playing an ARAM, and it was going on for a really long time, one of those very even game that is decided by a single team fight. I admit that I can be a toxic person at times, but only in certain situations. As this game went on, the enemy Nico was starting to become frustrated and her snowball alts uh, because much more on her own and she was succeeding in them. Uh, would flash her mastery several times on her death. Uh, after half an hour of this, I broke the silence in all chat uh, and all of chat, simply stating how level seven mastery is not indicative of alt suiciding as Nico on the air map and to stop. One of her teammates, who had been playing uh, fine with her, then said a toxic phrase to the Nico. Literally moments after, all five of them seemingly became distracted with no coordination, with one of them stopping halfway, and so they lost the deciding team fight to end the game. Me and my friend joked about how a 30-minute game was decided in seconds, all from two toxic sentences spoken in all chat. I found this to be a really interesting situation, as previously discussed. Having all chat, I still don't think causes much of an issue with the game, but here it's argued that we won because of it. Just wanted your opinions on the situation, the way toxic psychology really does play a part in League, and if it really is just part of a game, or should any form of messaging and chat exist at all. Actually, sorry for the long email, don't know how to cut it short. Uh, keep up the great work, and I love listening to you guys whilst I work. Sigh. I swear um, to God, Aram's the most toxic game mode that's ever them. existed. It's it's holy wild. shit. Disable um, disable all chat for just Aram. Yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> uh, make shit. make all of their messages that they type just like get, get accumulated and sent to them on like a sent to their mo- their mothers. Yeah. yeah, sent to their mothers. You have to that'll, you have to register your mother when you get a new league yeah. account. <laughs> um, but I mean, absolutely. Like in this case, it, it won you the game. Um, there will be plenty of times where it lost you the game. Like I've had team, you know, games lost, whether it be that somebody said something and are, you know, five Oh top laner AFK because they said, you know, fuck you. You're bad. You're only winning top because of X, Y, Z. And they, they just quit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you see it all the time of people starting to play worse when when shit talks happening. Yeah. Sometimes they play better when shit talks happening. Um, but but I think all of us have had plenty of games where the game was won or lost because of what was happening in chat and not necessarily what was happening in the game itself. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big proponent of anytime my team starts typing, I just say stop typing, play game. Yeah. That, that's all I'll say is just stop typing, play game. Yeah. Play game, stop typing. Um, like I, I'm, I try not to engage with them, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is rarely going to help your situation to be typing with your team a lot, um, because the only positive things that you could be communicating could also just be done by pinging the Baron timer. <laughs> True. Um, so yeah, thanks, Sai. That'll do it for this episode of Leadcast. Uh, we still have quite a few emails from. Sorry, let me go up and and read them from Cax thirty eight. Uh, we have one from Full Metal Alchemist, from Ben, from Lurie, from Angry Dad, and from YPR. So we um, we didn't get to your emails this week, but we are going to try to finish it. We're, I mean, we're going to put it at the start of Mail Fight next week. Um, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll tackle it then. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can email us mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Come watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash bluebasket and slash leadcastfrost. Uh, tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook. We are LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord, LeeCastPodcast.com forward slash Discord or Discord.gg forward slash LeeCast. And uh, finally, support us on Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash LeeCast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.